This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. There are a number of different influences a player will encounter throughout their youth career. Five of those being the household parent family influence, the playing on your own influence, the pickup game influence, the structured club training influence, and the personal training influence. Now, there are a number of different components embedded within each of those categories. And all of those can and should be dissected to get beyond the superficial level and achieve a greater understanding of player development and everyone's role in it. So this episode will help with that by drilling down into one of those five influences. And that one is the structured club training influence. And we are going to examine the role of the coach and some of the characteristics that truly exceptional coaches must possess. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to start by letting you know about the coaching courses that we offer at 343coaching.com. So if you are a coach and you would like to accelerate your development and learn from proven practitioners, by that I mean guys that have shown what can be done in the United States at virtually every level, then you need to go to 343coaching.com and look at our online coaching courses. These programs come with video and audio lessons for you to study, as well as downloadable ebooks. The premium memberships also come with access to over five years worth of questions and answers in the members only forums. And premium members are instantly connected to the nationwide network of 343 coaches. So, to learn more about those courses and everything else that we offer, you can go to 343coaching.com. All right, with that said, let's get into today's episode. In order to extract the most value out of players, you, the coach, are responsible for creating an environment that keeps the players engaged and motivated. One of the main mechanisms for doing that is that the players must enjoy themselves. But even more simply, players have to have fun. It should be obvious that you must create an environment that players want to go to, at least most of the time. Because, of course, everyone needs a break from time to time. Everybody goes through episodes where getting amped up for training is hard or getting motivated for workouts is difficult. But in general, players should enjoy going to your training sessions and they should want to participate in them. Unfortunately, many coaches use this fun component incorrectly. Many of them think it should be all about fun all of the time. And that's just not true. The reality is that if you want to create top, top, top level players or develop your current crop of players to the best of their abilities, aka their full potential, you have to have the skill of balancing both fun and competition. You have to have that balance. But this is very difficult to achieve. To explain in greater detail, here is 343's founder, Gary Kleiben. If you err too much on one side or the other, then you might lose you know, the team or you might lose the 
what you what your objective was, which is to keep the players engaged, motivated, and enjoying themselves. If you err too much on the side of fun, um, well, it's highly likely that you're not going to create a competitive environment in your training or in your games. Um, hopefully, for self-evident reasons, right? Because then everybody will kind of be fucking around, joking around, uh, not taking things very seriously, and those are the ingredients to unravel a competitive environment. Now, on the other hand, if you make it uh, all about the competitive environment, you know, getting stuck in, uh, you know, taking it as seriously as a game, uh, giving your maximum effort at every point in time, um, no excuses and forcefulness, you know, pointing out errors all the time. If you err too much on that side, then you risk losing the fun and enjoyment component and then the players will tune off or or not be engaged or not want to participate or as they like to say burn out and all that nonsense so the challenge and the skill is involved in balancing those two things and it's far more difficult than people think it is um, it takes a very unique individual to be able to do that and i'll tell you why one you really have to be have a high degree of expertise in football in what you're teaching because if you don't have a high degree of expertise then several things can happen first your players you know you won't have credibility with your players because eventually they'll smell you out and know that you're a fraud and this can even happen at, at very young ages too i i don't know what the critical age is for when they start smelling you out but they'll smell you out and if they don't smell you out then the parents of those players will smell you out and then you're going to lose credibility with the players and the family anyways through the conduit that is the parent. So you really, really need to know what you're talking about in football. Two is, well, along the same lines is when you really know what you're talking about in football, you're able to flow seamlessly and, you, and, and you've accrued the experience to know how to deliver certain messages. You know, for, it could be for certain training activities or, or for whatever to the point where the person receiving the message totally gets it and can execute what it is that you want. So expertise in football is the number one thing that you need to have to be able to do this balance between fun and competitive at a high level. And then you, on the fun side of the equation, you have to have an incredibly high level of empathy for human beings. And even more so if you're teaching at youth to have a high degree of empathy for your youth players. And that changes depending on the age of the youth player. The way you talk to a 10-year-old isn't the same as you talk to a 14-year-old, isn't the same as you talk to an 18-year-old. So you have to have the capacity to engage those three different types of humans on their level, with their language, with their body language, with, with everything, in order to communicate effectively with them, and in order for you to know what buttons to push in order to get the response that you want. And not just in that moment, but throughout the entire season or throughout the two or three, four years that you have a player under your tutelage, you have to know how to push each individual's buttons. And just because you're a 10 year old, not all 10 year olds are created equal. So you, you have different personalities, all of which you have to observe and, and create a mental model of so that you know how to talk to Johnny. And then you know how to talk to Mark because they're not the same person. There's a lot of commonalities, but again, the buttons each kid needs to have pushed to get the result you want might change and might be different. So your level of empathy, your level of awareness, your level of analysis of those things needs to be 
of a very high degree in order to get that fun and competitive nature out of each player. So if you don't have those two skills, which most people don't, and that's not necessarily a knock on them, it's just it's very difficult and it takes a, perhaps a lot of years of expertise and experience. If you don't have that skill, then what many people end up doing is they know it instinctively that they don't have the skill. So they'll just throw their hands up in the air and say, you know what, fuck it. Like, I can't do this. It's too hard. I don't know what to do. So uh, let's just make it all about fun. And I think that is the root of why we see a lot of coaches, parents, everybody in the community, media people saying it should all be about the fun and the enjoyment. Uh, We're putting too much pressure on the kids. I truly think that they have that angle because they don't have the skill to do what's right, which is a balance of fun and competitive environment. All right. Thanks, Gary. There is a lot more that could be added to this, and we will likely add more in the future, but I'll end today's episode with just one more thought. After the announcement of the Development Academy shutting down was made in April 2020, former U.S. Women's National Team player Julie Foudy tweeted this. First order of new player development. Let's bring the joy back. Players don't want to grind and get better unless they enjoy the grind. I'd argue I became a top player mostly because I loved to play and I loved my teammates. End quote. Now on the face of it, Her statement sounds good. There's even a hint of balance suggested, just like we talked about. But the problem with her statement is twofold. One, there is no hard grind in the American soccer environment. It's soft here. It always has been soft here. So the premise of bringing back joy is already BS. In America, it's already more about joy and no competition. And those who disagree with that are precisely why the system is so soft. To advocate for more softness is actually a step in the wrong direction. And then there's still the issue of number two, which is this is just the latest example of using fun as a political instrument to absolve oneself of accountability in the competitive realm. And we will expand on that more in the future as well. But as we discussed throughout the episode, If the objective is to produce top, top, top level players, then things like joy and fun cannot continue to outweigh the competitive aspect by such large margins. This rings true whether we're talking about the macro level things, such as how the system is set up or how our soccer is governed and by whom, but it also rings true at the micro level and how things such as clubs, teams, and coaches can influence a player's development. All right. Thank you for listening. Do you have a question about the topic that we covered in this episode? If so, we'd love to hear from you and we will be answering some of your questions at the end of next week's episode. Submit your questions on Twitter or head to 343coaching.com to leave your question in the comment section. Make sure that you are subscribed to 343FM on your favorite podcasting app 
The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. And if you're feeling super generous, we'd love it if you dropped us a five-star rating or a review. And don't forget that you can find our entire library of podcast episodes, over 200 written articles, and our online courses that help accelerate the development of coaches and players using methods that have been proven to work here in the United States. Once again, all of that can be found at 343coaching.com. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next time here on the 343 Podcast.